Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to Seek to Teach Radio. Thank you for taking the opportunity to share with us. Feel free to weigh in on the discussion by calling 646-595-4499. Now, here are your hosts, Ministers Robert Hale and Daheem Wells. Thanks again for tuning in to the Seek to Teach podcast, Seek to Teach Radio with myself and my brother, Robert Hale. Um, Today we want to talk about forgiveness and um, forgiveness or unforgiveness, however you want to to spill that. So when we we look at it, when we we look at the scripture, um, a, a scripture that stands out to me when I think about this topic is um, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. This is in Romans 8.1. That's the King James Version. And we mention that because when I'm talking about condemnation and when we look at the topic of forgiveness, when you aren't forgiven, there's, there's, there's a consequence to that forgiveness, to, to not being forgiven. And um, we've heard about it a lot in our local assembly. There's been a lot of teaching about unforgiveness, and even outside of local local assembly, these are things that I've heard about forgiveness and um, holding on to it, holding on to unforgiveness or not holding on to it, rather. Um, The popular saying is that, you know, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and, and expecting it to harm the other person. So um, we want to take a different approach, um, kind of from what we've been hearing in, in the thing, but it's 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 definitely something important to look at to forgive ourselves. And um, that scripture in Romans eight definitely empowers us um, to, to to do so. So again, that was um, Romans eight one, whereas Paul states, "There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk." not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So um, we, we can't stop it. The, just them who are in Christ Jesus, I believe Paul tended this way to show that there could be condemnation um, to those that are in Christ Jesus, and that's simply if we walk after the flesh and not after the spirit. So the condemnation, that's not something that the spirit of God, that God the Father, that God the Son places on us, but it's condemnation that we accept from outside sources, whether it be our flesh, whether it be the enemy, or even from other people. So we like to discuss that, really, and, um, you know, talk about this, this liberty and this mercy and exactly how we how we deal with that. So I'd like to start off by asking you, uh, my brother Rob, how do I get to that state um, to whereas I can... I can say that there is no condemnation. So let's say as a Christian, whether it be someone who has a position in the church, whether it be someone who is a new believer or someone who's been saved for many years, let's say that I fall and I I make a huge mistake, whether it's public or private, 
but it's just something that I can't believe I blew it. How can I get to a place where I can literally say there is no condemnation? I guess I let's kind of start there with, with the basics in terms of not being condemned and not staying in that area, not walking there. Thank uh, Brother Wills, and thanks for um, us coming together again. But I believe it's, it's, it's us really knowing who God is. I think it's really us knowing um, what he has done for us and just believing what he says in his word. Um, many times we, we 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 do feel condemned. We and and, and it's it's funny because a lot of times we condemn ourselves. Um if we can get past the con- condemnation of ourselves and really to a degree is really doubting um what God says about us. You know, we hear the word forgiveness and, and, and as you have said, um, you know, we've been hearing a lot of that about forgiveness. But I, I believe sometimes people doubt in that because um, not just in forgiveness itself, but sometimes there's a conditional forgiveness that we show toward each other, meaning that, you know, we only give to the extent that we that we feel that we should forgive in. Um, many people teach it. There are, I, I believe, just in studying, there are different types of forgiveness, you know. And what a lot of times we relate God's forgiveness, uh, we kind of relate that to how we feel that people forgive us. And sometimes people don't forgive us to the degree that God is trying to get us to see that he has forgiven us. So um, you have people out there that say, well, man, I, I can't, you know, even us going to the, the to the jails and to the prisons, um, many men, because we minister to the men, many men in there, they still sitting in condemnation because of what they've done to get there. Uh, I make it, I make it personally, uh, my uh, reminder not to ask them even why they're there because it's really not the issue, but. Many of them, they, they still feel condemned. They feel that God hasn't forgiven them, you know, because I think according to what we believe in our own mind, it's like we have set conditions of even forgiving. You know, we teach it. You know, we teach it all the time, but forgiveness sometimes is conditional. Now, uh, just want to just direct you to the scriptures in Psalm 130. Psalms 130, 1 to 4. Where David is, um, he's really calling on God to forgive. I believe David wrote this, and he's really calling on God to forgive him for some things that he has done. And if you look into that forgiveness, that forgiveness in the scripture is talking about, it's the words, the Hebrew word, selikai, or selaki. And in that, he's talking about an abundance of forgiveness an abundance of forgiveness, not just to be uh, forgiven, but you do it in an abundant way. And many times because of what we have done or we think that, you know, and, and it really comes down to us not believing in God and what he says he is. Because from person to person, a lot of times it de- it, it depends on the circumstances, it depends on who it is, or it depends on a lot of those things. 
um, it 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 really to a degree it kind of hinders what God is really trying to teach us and what it means to forgive. I can easily say to you, oh, I forgive you, I forgive you. But then I can come and just in a teaching or some other way and, and just start bringing it back up, bringing it back up. That's not me operating in abundance of forgiveness. Because, see, and that's what I think where people are at. They believe God has forgiven them, but then they believe that family or whoever it is has forgiven them. But then what happens is they hear it brought back up. You know what that does? That causes them to doubt because all this time, you know, I thought he's forgiven me, but then he's bringing it back up. So there are many reasons, but the main reason is that it's just not a belief, but there's a lack somewhere in the faith in what God says he has done. If he says he has forgiven you, he has forgiven you. And I think we use people's forgiveness and measure it and, and, and try to use that as a measure line to what God says. And God's forgiveness is always an abundance of forgiveness as was read in Psalms 1 through 4, 131 through 4. That forgiveness, he's talking about an abundance. It's like a pardon when you get a pardon from jail or prison. You know, it's never the the, the comeback. It's never to affect you no more. Only in certain views can it come back up. But the one who's really giving you the pardon, he doesn't uh, bring that up back more. So I just think, uh, Brother Well, that it's just it's it, it's because there's a lack of faith in the Word of God and what He said He has done when He says it. Well, and that's that's definitely um, definitely well put, and that that brings me um, to to the point to think about um, the process of forgiveness and the fact that there may be some work to be done on the part of the believer. Um, when you when you say where their faith is as far as to to accept it on the part of the individual believer who may have fell uh, because of the fact when we look at repentance and you know there's a difference between uh, confession and repentance and a, a part yeah. of that forgiveness process is uh, you know the the Lord will the Lord will forgive us but we also have to know that. Um, God doesn't see time in the linear way that we see it. So he's com- He's fully aware when he first called us to him, you know, to, to be a part of the body of Christ, to accept the gifts of salvation. When he initially called us and when he accepts us, well, well, before that, he knew every step. You know, he knew everything it is that we would do, everything we would be hung up on. And he still wanted us, you know. He he still accepted us at that point. Um, he still married us, so to speak. Um, you know, it's in, in many times in both the Old and New Testament, our relationship with God or God's relationship with the church is compared to as a as a marriage. And when we think of it in that in that sense, I don't know of anyone who would be married today or would ever get married if they could see everything that that person, that they're married, every mistake that they're going to make and everything that they do to offend them, if they could see this all prior to getting married, 
why in the world, you know, from our perspective, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. to be, you know, to be honest, you're gonna have the best spouse in the world. But if you could see everything that's there, then you're not gonna walk into that. So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a little different. And when we think about that, that brings me um, back to Jeremiah three fourteen when when it talks about you know God being married to the backslider. In that particular chapter, you know, of course, um, if you look at um, some of, you know, the Second Kings, um, what was going on in terms of all the regime changes before going into captivity, and this is the time where you have various prophets speaking um, regarding, you know, what's, what's going on. Well, Jeremiah, you know, he um, God painted this picture of an adulterous woman and, and a whore. And, you know, it wasn't that it was, he was being harsh, but, you know, those people, at, at the, the, the people were so into, um, so back and forth and so quick to run to other gods and, you know, um, even building shrines and building altars to other gods and God's holy temple that, yeah, when you look at it in comparison to a marriage, it does look like, a married person, you know, just consistently stepping out and not only stepping out on their spouse, but they're doing it openly in front of other people, getting caught, apologizing, and not caring. So that's when we turn. In fact, that same scripture says, turn, O backsliding children. So in that forgiveness process, from what you just described to me, as far as people not necessarily being able to let it go, or not having that understanding, what it sounds like is that in there's some parts of them they may have turned away from it um, as far as the act of what it is that, that they did that may have been an offense or a sin to God, but they haven't completely turned away from it from, with, with, with their faith. So they haven't completely accepted, though that sin was a scarlet, and, you know, it exactly was, you know, um, that, that God is reasoning that, that, that this thing is no longer separating me from God. They haven't accepted yeah. that particular fact. So yeah. what happens yeah. is that becomes is warfare, and that becomes yeah. a stronghold. So the enemy, yeah. regardless of who he uses, whether it's us, a family member, um, whatever, whatever he uses, when he brings that back up, he recognizes that area of although yeah. we've been forgiven, he recognizes that and says, you know what? I can um, get them to think that they're not forgiven and that they can walk in that condemnation, and that prevents us from being able to freely just live. I'm not talking about ministering. I'm not talking about necessarily serving, but just living, just having peace of mind, having the peace that God has afforded us is just something that he's constantly, he can constantly throw back. So whereas God says that he's married to us and he marries us the intent yeah. that he will never divorce us. You know, we, we yeah. it's yeah. sealed. God won't, he's not like us. That's what I'm saying, because he knows all these things up front anyway. Jesus, you yeah. know, with the, the sacrifice that was made covered all these things anyway. So um, yeah. that's a very important um, point there as well. So what are your thoughts on on um on on repentance and just the full cycle of repentance, like you know, true true repentance. Well, true repentance, um, um, even as it goes through through the scriptures, um, we are saying means to turn away, you know, turn away. 
But true repentance also really, when you really see yourself, you you see yourself as really being in needy of the help of God. If if you you see a lot of times, um, uh, brother Wells, we we really to a degree don't see to the fullness how we need God as much as we do. Because if we see that to the fullest that we we really need God at all times, at all times, I look at even the example of Jesus. Now, Jesus being our example, whenever somebody asks Jesus something about even giving credit for him performing miracles and anything like that, Jesus was always, in a to a degree, even though he didn't sin, in a repentant mode, because he, the reason why I'm gonna tell you the reason why he never, from the beginning, when he would respond, he always responded, "It's nothing of my own. It, it, it's you know, I have to repent for you, for me even looking like that towards you, because you understand what I'm saying, Minister Webb, because." This is nothing, never of my own. Only do what I hear the Father say, and I always do that. And so he understood that there was always a need to be humble and to know that without God, without his Father, he could do nothing. So there he walked in the spirit of repentance at all times. You know, I know that. Now, you, you understand what I'm saying? I exactly. know this out of me. This, 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 I don't even want it. I don't even, even though I'm doing the will of my father, I don't want it to appear to you that I'm doing the will of myself. This is the will of my father. So let me make sure that I always keep my father in front. You always see the father. That's why he said, I always do what I hear the father say. He said, you see me, you see the Father. That's all I want you to see me as because me and my, and myself as the person of Jesus, I need repentance because I'm in the flesh, the fleshly man, the humanity of a man. That right. means that requires a repentance all the time because there's no good thing that dwells in the body, the body of Jesus, but not the creator of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? And so right. we have to get to that point to where we know that without him we can do nothing. And it'll keep us in the spirit of repentance. You know, nothing is of our own. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit in us, within us, I mean, we would be most miserable. We would be in trouble. And so with that being said, that's what true repentance is, knowing at all times that this is God. This is this is God that's in me that's both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You know, yeah, it's more than just turning away, turning from it. No, it's recognizing that 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 because of who's in me, I have the ability to turn from it and to stay from it. To stay from it. And so with that, all that lines up. So then you can understand that, man, if I know I come depend solely on God at all times, 
And if he said that, listen, I have forgiven you, then I'm going to want to serve that, you see what I'm saying, to the fullest. Yeah, and what you what you say there that's that's extremely important because um, it is more than just turning turning away because um, turning away could be just looking away like I don't like it right yeah. now I'm looking yeah. away but even like in the case of Lot's wife you know yeah. uh, when she looks back you know when, when you're told you know you're, you're moving um, I'm sorry not um, yeah when when you're told not to uh, not to look back. You're told, okay, I'm pulling you out of the situation, but don't look back to it. What we're what we the key is, and what I heard you pretty much saying, and and that as far as your explanation of what it really means to to repent, is not only us turning away from it, but us recognizing that it is God's grace that 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 gives us the strength to not. He's he's the one who's able to prevent us, you know, from, from falling into that. And um, what what happens, I think, when because I, I meet so many people and just do so many people, and I've dealt with it myself in the past to whereas I've had guilt, you know, I've um, asked God for forgiveness. I know that I'm truly, <clears throat> I'm truly sincerely apologetic about it, but it might come back to me like, man, you know, I really messed up. Or, you know, I'll, I'll hear people that will say, well, I can't do this or that in the kingdom of, of God because this is what I did before. And that kind, that really goes against the the flow of the way that God's grace works. Now, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't take advantage of it and just do whatever we want and say, oh, well, God knows my heart. That's, you know, right. that's, right. that's definitely not what, what we're saying or what we do, but... Um, when we understand it, um, and I'm, I've been looking even more at Jeremiah 3, um, in that passage, and it takes it 12 through 15 in, in the Message Bible, the, the the Message version, it's pretty good. It reads, it says, turn back, fickle Israel. I'm not just hanging back to punish you. I'm committed in love to you. My anger doesn't do the nonstop. Just admit your guilt. Admit your God defiance. Admit to your promiscuous life with casual partners, pulling strangers into the sex and religion grows while turning a deaf ear to me. And 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 when I read that, I'm like, man, that that's so powerful because what happens, and it's even in line with what you're saying, if we repent and we don't understand that it's God, not only um, it's not something that we're doing our own because it's really the the Holy Spirit who really is calling these things to our to our attention, you know, that right, hey, right. this is the offense. Um, if we don't fully accept repentance and fully walk into that, it's easy for us to involve ourselves with the things that's associated with what it was that caused us to fall in the first place. So we may think right. that we're okay, but not realizing, hey, probably shouldn't be around this person, or hey, I right. probably shouldn't be watching this particular television program or, you know, whatever it is, you know, not getting down, down to the root cause and focusing on that. So that's, um, that, that's, that's very good. And, you know, the point that we really want to really want to bring out, um, you know, of course we, we can't be, if we, if we look at it in this, in, in this standpoint, we can't afford to hold on to unforgiveness against other people because of the yeah. fact of we 
is not having a full understanding or full acceptance of what it is for ourselves. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we have to realize that, um, you know, it's good to that my, my son in memory verse that he's working on, I've just been hearing it over and over because he's working on it. It's, it's simple. It's John 3.16. And when he gets to verse 17 and says, you know, for God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but yeah. that the yeah. world through him might be saved. So it's not that's not his, that's not the purpose of Christ. The purpose of the law is to show you where you are in terms of yeah. um in, in terms of sin and in and, and righteousness. That's the purpose of the law. But that's not the purpose of Christ coming in. Christ was coming yeah. in and says, Okay, now you've seen it enough. You see what's going on. Now I'm here yeah. to let you know that there is forgiveness. I'm not going to condemn you. My father is not going to hold it against you. And also, I'm going to leave my spirit with you so that you don't have to continue to walk into this thing. It's just a full package that we really can't just leave out one aspect of the Godhead, but really understand what's going on with our salvation. And then when it, you know, when the scripture talks about working out our salvation, the same person who says that Paul. He he admits about this dual nature that we have and, you know, the struggles that, that we can have with it. And when we're doing it on our own and not under, not having an understanding as to what it really means to be forgiven um, or not accepting that, we have to understand we can't beat ourselves up. We can't get down on ourselves. Sure, there's disappointment there. There's emotion there. There's nothing wrong with that. But what we must do is move on and accept God's yeah. help to move on in the process. Because if we don't accept yeah. his help, that's why yeah. it's easy for it to be a stronghold and for us to revert us back. So um great yeah. great topic on forgiveness. I definitely want you to give, you know, we have a about three minutes left. I just want you to give, you know, your your final thoughts and we'll go ahead and close out for the day. Well the final thought I have uh, I was thinking of just to be quick, um when we say turn away, there's a turn away. And it has to be more like we discussed because the one thing I was thinking, Brother Will, is this. If you turn away from something, that means you're going to turn to something else. Correct. <laughs> so you can turn away from that, but then turn to something even worse than that. You see what I'm saying, Brother Will? So it goes beyond just turning away. When when you turn away and you realize um, that when 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 God reveals to you the reason why it's good to turn away and why it needs to be a turn away, then I think we will truly accept that God truly is giver uh, of sins to the fullest. Um, and what I just want to leave uh, for whoever here is uh, Psalms one thirty, one four one even the whole chapter and. And look at how David first first he says, you know, man, if 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 you judge me according to my iniquities, how can I stand? But I'm going to fear you because you do forgive. So regardless of how bad my iniquities are, I'm going to fear in that scripture respect you and reverence you because you still look beyond my faults and my iniquities. And will forgive me. So that's that's what we need to be mindful of. No matter what you do, there's only one unpardonable sin, 
And that's basically just not believing in the God who he says he is. But anything else, just know and be confident that God is a forgiver of sins. Excellent. And, you know, you, you definitely said it all. You, you summed it up well. Um, you know, I, my, my prayer and my hope is that, you know, to those who do hear it and they walk, they've been walking in any area of sin, um, that this is something that, you know, will prompt you to realize that, you know, and then when I say walking in the area of sin, knowing, you know, knowingly that there's something off and knowing that they're outside of the will of God, that you will, you know, accept God's forgiveness the true and, and, and truly repent and, and know that God loves you the same before and after. And he truly does erase it. So um, yeah. we we want to um, understand that we love God for his mercy and we accept his grace. We thank him for his grace to be able to walk and move forward. So um, we, we thank you all for listening, for subscribing. Um, please stay tuned for more. If you haven't downloaded the um, – well, you have the podcast app. Just subscribe to Seek to Teach. Seek the number two and then teach, and you'll automatically get updates. So, again, thank you, beloved. Thanks all for tuning in. Um, thank my partner, Brother Robert Hale. And so, so all remember, as long as you seek, the Holy Spirit will teach. God bless.